Hello and welcome. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of your brand. This is not your logo. This is your organization's personality. It's why you exist. When you talk to your market, are you starting the conversation with why? Or are you starting the conversation with what? Customers buy why, not what. So tune in, learn this rule of the game so you can play to win. For more information on this episode or how to work with me, check out the show notes or visit betterinbusiness.global. You've tuned into Better in Business with Jeannie. As an award-winning strategic bookkeeper and business veteran, I am dedicated to helping entrepreneurs learn, grow and prosper. This podcast aims to challenge your thinking. If you're not thinking the right way, how can you act the right way? Each episode, we'll dive into key drivers of success, which I also call the rules of the game. Learn the rules, play to win. Let's go. I like to start every episode by reminding you that it is globally recognized that pillar one for the success of any business is up-to-date, accurate bookkeeping. If your books are not right up to date, tune into episode one, please. You can also get in touch with me if you'd like some help. Today, I'm talking with Prosper Taruvinga. That's a difficult one to pronounce. Prosper is a digital marketing expert who leads an award-winning A-team to achieve impressive results for their small to medium business clients. Prosper is all about strategy, branding being no exception. And so without further ado, let's all lean in and learn how to do better in business from Prosper. Welcome, Prosper. Fantastic, Jeannie. Thank you so much for having me on your platform today. Uh, thank you so much. We feel really privileged to have you here and sharing your thought leadership. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. So I want to begin by asking you a question, and that is around brand, which we're going to talk about. And I find a lot of business owners, and I was once one of these business owners not so long ago, we think that we don't really understand what brand is, right? So we think a brand is a logo and a website and things like that. But what I now know is that they are brand assets and that a brand is actually something different. So Prosper, enlighten us. What is a brand? I think we could just end the podcast there because that's all there is, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, when, when somebody talks about a brand, it's basically from a business point of view, it's usually the things that you can touch, you can see, smell, and um, experience about a business, okay? So the brand could basically be, how do you answer the phone? The brand could actually be, what is the, maybe the fonts that you're using for your website? Those are all the assets that people pay for and are happy about, um, you know, presenting at a board meeting or talking about at a dinner table that, mom, look, I've got a business. But a brand is basically, who do people say you are when you're not there? How do people differentiate you um, in a sea of me too consultants out there? Do they personalize who you are? Do they absolutely resonate with your messaging? Do they resonate with the way you treat them? Do they resonate with the results that you give those customers? And is it repeatable enough that people would actually 
uh, defend you in a court of law saying she would never have done that. So half of the time when we look at colors, logos and graphics, we just end there. We're not actually looking at what difference are we making in the lives of the people that our businesses are going to be touching. So that's what we should look at. And we can then differentiate those two by either the business brand or the personal brand, which basically maybe we can touch on a little bit later on. The business brand is basically in a sea of other ABN holding enterprises out there. Who are you and what's your number? But as a personal brand, who is Ginny? Who is Prosper? Who is Sally? When people talk to you, when we're crafting um, our business, it's very vital to realize that people do business with those they know, like, and trust. So who are people going to be wanting to raise their hand and say, I'm doing business with Ginny? So people follow and trust a person not necessarily a business. And people will remember you as a person before they can remember your business. So I would really encourage, especially when I'm working with people, for people to start off with exactly who they are, which is basically their why, and then bring their, they just so happen to be the person who um, runs a digital marketing business or who runs a bookkeeping firm. But what is it that people would resonate with? That is your brand. Yeah, and, and all of that resonates with me absolutely, especially personal brand versus business brand. Um, I've got I've had a lot of exposure to personal brand in our family and it's always worked really well, but I hadn't thought about the side-by-side effect. And Prosper, I love the book Start With Why. <laughs> uh, and I often think of our brand as our why. I know our brand is very much we start with why and then it's uh how and then it's what and brand is it's so important that we are able to convey the why first right because it's how i feel like it's how we speak customer it's how we speak client rather than how we speak the language of our own business the language of our own business is around what so if i'm an electrician then the language is that, you know, I'm going to wire up your meter box, so I'm going to do this and that. But if I start with why, it might be so I have a a safe and beautiful home, you know. I had an electrician come in recently, and I have a joke with them when they start telling me the detail, the what. My eyes just glaze over. I'm a female, and I'm just like, you know, I actually, what I want to do, my why is when I walk into my kitchen and I turn on my lights in my beautiful home that I love, I want to go, oh, you know, I want the lights to be perfect. I don't want them to be too bright. I want them to be soft enough, but bright enough, right? So the why is akin to doing better in life. I often say, why is doing better in business or life? We want to thrive. Whether you, if you're business to consumer, well, then the consumer wants to thrive in whatever aspect of the life you are servicing. If you're business to business, we want to thrive in business. But I think we all get caught up in the what, which is obviously how we solve the problem. But starting with why for me is just so important, you know, with brand. What are your thoughts on that? The one thing we should realize as business owners is it is a gift to be able to serve our clients. They could choose anybody else. So whenever we 
are exercising this gift. We are not entitled to their money. We're not entitled to their subscriptions. We're not entitled to them honoring. Um, I mean, obviously the, the government will get involved if they don't pay, but we're not entitled to their money. They could give it to our competitors. So if you really want to look at what your why is, I, I would want to maybe help people really see what this means. When somebody's looking at their credit card statement or their bill or their you know bank statement at the end of the month, and let's say they are paying you money uh, for whatever service it is, how do they support your line in their credit card statement? As you mentioned, if your electrician came in and you had to pay for that, and you have to explain that either to your spouse or partner or anybody else, you will be like, hey, look at the lights. Can you not see we needed that? You uh, see what Absolutely, right? Yes, yes. So right. much, so much, yeah. Right. And in so, fact, what you're saying there, if yes. I can interrupt you for a sec, it reminds me of how when you do start with why, when you, because brand work can be hard and, and it, it, it is really creative. It's like throwing paint on a canvas. And right. business owners can often struggle and therefore avoid it and revert back to the what. But what I've found is that when we started with why, when we, I mean, we have done 13 years deep work around why in my bookkeeping practice, right? And right. when we really nailed it, we actually understood far more around the how and the what. So we knew that just offering clients in our bookkeeping practice, bookkeeping alone wasn't going to get them the why. Once we understood the why, it was like, wait, we need to service them more holistically. So to me, the why became this foundation of our house and it helped us understand why is your vision and how is your mission? So how are we going to get the why for the client? And for example, our why is that we want clients to have optimal business performance, right? In, in um, terms of profit and cash. We want them to have prosperity, which is more around time, purpose, legacy, and we want them to have peace of mind. And those those three parts are, are so important to our whole team. And then we're able to go, well, how are we actually going to get that? All right, well, there's the bookkeeping, but we're also going to educate them and then we're going to, have to support them. And it's like, yeah, and then like you said on the credit card statement, because when somebody looks at that fee, if that is buying them peace of mind, for example, that's a big thing. If I'm sleeping at night because of the money I'm paying you, I'm feeling good about that. If I know that you've got my back and supporting me, if I know that I can reach out to you and say, you know what, I'm struggling. Can you give me another? Can you give me more help? Then the money is worth it. And also you're worth paying a bit more than a competitor. You don't have to compete on price. So yeah, what you said about that justifying the fee, which I like to say should be an investment with a return on investment. To me, the brand is the leader of that. Oh, absolutely. You see, one of the things is let's just touch on maybe the stuff that you do being a um, strategic bookkeeper. Okay. People do not come to you just so that you can tell them what cloud is going to be hosting their accounting uh, details. They don't even care about that. All right. People want to come to you, not for the compliance aspect of it, which most bookkeepers and accountants think that should be front and center. Guess what they come to you for? They come to you just so that they can maybe have time to take their little girl to school at 8 a.m. without having to worry about having to report somewhere else to make that income or that time. So 
It's yes, far, yes. far removed from all that compliance, all that ATO, all the things that bookkeepers bring in yeah. a box. All right. Yeah. What an entrepreneur goes into business for is the actual time and freedom in the same sentence, mm. not sacrificing their time for freedom or sacrificing their freedom for time. They want mm. it all in the same sentence just so they can be, do, and have a happier existence. Now, if you're a bookkeeper who shows up and says, I want to sit down with you so that we can look at who you want to become in five years, and then we can go together and pick up that person, I will walk back with you. So naturally, guess what you have done? These goals are no longer far-fetched goals. These are goals that are pertinent to the actual person, things that really mean something to them. Yes, we might talk about their legacy or things like that, but that might not be important to them. They might just want to have fully paid their house. And if you find out what that one particular thing is for, even if you have 600 clients, your CRM will just tell you what is it that you're working towards. Recently, we just helped one of our newly um, minted sort of clients to buy a van, which was a three-year goal before COVID hit because they wanted a van to be able to distribute um, you know, their products and services and things of that nature. We started working to grow their business so that they achieved that goal. Now, if we are hitting the actual goals that the client needs once, and is working towards, do you think they actually see value in working with a partner who is not just ticking any proverbial box, but actually going into the supermarket with a shopping list, bringing them the things that they absolutely want and they actually see to be of value to them because value is subjective. So when you build your business around really taking your clients towards the journey where they wanna go themselves, how they define success, in their own words, you would definitely would have gone in with, um, you know, the why that people would actually resonate with. And yes, it's difficult to scale that sort of way. But if you do it for three or four or five different people, this is what you now create within a business, a business that people would support, a business that people would defend, and you would have created a brand that people will speak about you at a barbecue. And you now have access to these people that not a lot of people have. Why? Because now you've created loyalty that no one can take away from you. And guess what that then creates for your business? You can now create recurring revenue streams from them because it's easier to sell to somebody who already knows, likes, and trusts you than to try and find a new customer. So in any way, you need to just figure out what exactly would it mean for your business to be profitable? Just find the clients to support that endeavor for you. And you, my friend, would have created a why-focused business. First, your own why, and then you're also helping your clients achieve their why. That will create loyalty that will keep you in business um, and 100% bulletproof your business. Even if any global pandemics come in, even any market downturns or any lockdowns show up. So that's the power of the why. I do think brand is about creating that solid foundation for your business. And definitely it's about starting with why and completely 
agree and I, and I really want the listeners to understand that value is subjective absolutely and your why is about figuring out your value proposition as well so now I just want to talk about so we gave a few examples around my own bookkeeping practice that I run uh, just as an example and we heard from you about someone like a, a case study example so now thinking about our listeners if this is resonating with them and they think okay, well, yes, yeah, so, you know, I don't have a vision, a mission, you know, I don't have these things in place. And all, this is important also to share with your team because we need the team on the same page. Uh, if I don't have these things, I just want to talk now about how a business owner might go about starting the process of this. And I know you and I talked a bit about writing your brand, your own story, which is your like your personal brand story. And when I've done this exercise, it's amazing. It really helps you to have these aha moments about how you ended up doing what you're doing today. And I think another great tool is the human needs test. Uh, you can Google that and do Tony Robbins version of it. When you understand your top four human needs, your top two human needs, you can understand what drives you as well. But Prosper, what would you recommend in terms of getting started on the deep work around your why and developing your brand, not just your brand assets? That's a really, really good question. And half of the time, it's actually one of the easiest things to, to actually do to figure out what your why is. The first thing is you want to look at maybe the top 20% of clients that you have done remarkable work for, and they have come back to you and said, hey, because of you, I've been able to acquire X. That now becomes the one thing that you lead with within your business, because you know, first of all, you already have the results. And second of all, it actually left a good feeling, not only for your customer, but also for yourself that you now just want to recreate more of those good feelings within your business and for your clients and you're happy to show up in your business every single day knowing that you're doing work that matters some of the things that we do yes we want to do it for money but if you actually find out what is that outcome that has made a complete difference for this person or this client then you can then start looking at how can I recreate that for more people? Because first of all, that now becomes the kind of people you want to work with because they get it. They understand your value. You want to work with people that appreciate you. You want to work with people that, um, you know, are going to support you even if you're going through stuff in your business. So what is that one client or set of clients that you've actually gotten an outcome for? That outcome now becomes your niche. That outcome now becomes the right thing that you bring to the marketplace and it can now become your own unique selling proposition. Once you've figured out that aspect, the rest will follow. You know, you would now start looking at, so what sort of brand brings outcomes like this? Do I need to be a hyper person? Do I need to be a vibrant person? Do I need to be this sort of a person? Because now even what you're talking about with the, with the personality test and things like that, you now figure out, okay, so what sort of person does uh, activities like this? Because according to, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Seth Gordon, he's got this sta yeah. sta statement that says people like us do things like this. That's exactly what your customers are looking for in the marketplace. People that will give them exactly what it is that they're looking for and more. 
that now becomes the easiest, easiest way for you to go in and find your brand. Yes, there could be technical stuff around it, but what is the one thing that really made you feel good about your business that you can, that you want to re replicate? And if that thing actually pays you money, voila, you, you are into it. If it doesn't necessarily pay you money, find out how you can incorporate some sort of um, fee around that and start providing that for people. As long as you yeah. can do something as if you're going to be doing it for free, people will appreciate that stuff. So when you talked about prosper, you know, that top 20%, we know the, um, if you don't know the 80-20 rule, it's a law, <laughs> Google it. Um, so 20% of your customers or clients are going to be really bringing in 80% of your best, you know, work and, and money and prosperity. And interestingly, I've been told before that if we listen to our clients and customers and listen to what they say about us, the what they comes out of their mouth is actually it's our value proposition it's brand like you said what are people saying about you when you're not in the room sometimes they're kind enough to say it well you are in the room and a couple of examples of that I want to give I'll give three examples so that they might help you with your brand so in my own business so one of my clients kept introducing me to people as the strategic bookkeeper <laughs> and you know, usually for everybody listening, these things are smacking you in the head and we're, we're looking for grander answers, but often they're just smacking us in the head. And one day I realized I was a strategic bookkeeper and it was a big part of our value proposition. So that's one example. And I've actually now just launching a whole new brand called the strategic bookkeeper. But at my bookkeeping practice, Cloud9, we're not bookkeepers, we're strategic bookkeepers and we help people holistically. And on it has gone from listening, like you say, what is coming out of the client's mouth. Another amazing um, business buddy of mine, Howard Tinker, and you can Google him. He runs Restaurant Profit. He asked his clients, what do you want? What do you really want? And they all kept saying, bums on seats. We want bums on seats. So he wrote a book called Bums on Seats. Now, you know, they're telling him what they want. And another example, I'm going to go back to the electrician. A really great example of a service-based business, and, and I think tradies are listening in. Again, your detailed technicians like I am, I'm a bookkeeper, and you're a technician, and you want to talk about the what. But when that electrician came to my house not so long ago, and he fixed a whole lot of stuff, and he finished the whole job, that's really important, right? We don't want to give people a piece of a solution. We want to finish a whole job. So I said to him, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Now, I'm sure he sees, you know, women and wives all the time because we're the ones often at home dealing with this stuff. And so the truth is that it's about, you know, the happy wife, happy life. It's not about this. Or, you know, I he put my mini vac into, back into a cupboard and I can't tell you how the heavens open. I was so happy, but I wonder how many people say to him, I'm so happy. So it's coming out of the client's mouth, right? He's, he's helping people be happier in their homes. So our brand, exactly like that's how I can relate to you, Prosper, listening to the client and it's coming out of their mouth. And then I think the next thing I want to talk about before we maybe wrap this up with some key ways that you can actually really take action to move the needle is just my recommendation around sitting down privately at a quiet time and beginning to write your personal story. There's no wrong or right. 
And your personal story is something that you'll never share the entirety of. It's something that will be private for you, but you're going to be able to pull parts of it out for your brand story when appropriate. And your personal story is it's an evolving story. It's still going today. It's a hero's journey. It's It's got ups and downs and all of that kind of thing. And, you know, I reflect on my own story. And when I did, it showed me exactly why I do what I do today and exactly why I'm going to do what I do tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what are your thoughts on writing your brand story or your personal story, Prosper? I want to say this with utmost love and respect. Now, Jenny, your life story and your experience are of tremendous value because that's the one thing that makes you unique. Anything else that you've been talking about, you've been referring people to go and Google it and everything else, but we can't Google and get to understand your story unless you've given it to us. So if you are not putting it out there, people will only go with things that they can find online. And then pretty much what that does is you're relegated on price. Half of the time, if you really want to make a difference in people's lives, look at what you're struggling with right now. Document it. Be present with what you're actually struggling with right now. And if you find a solution, you, my friend, would have a good story to tell pretty much after that. That's what everybody else is going through. People are seeking solutions to the problems that they have. And everyone feels like their story is unique. But if you then tell them, no, you like me, I've been through what you're going through right now. I'll tell you a very small snippet of my actual story. I was born in Zimbabwe. I don't know if you know um, where that is. That's, that's in Southern Africa, right? And I had an exchange student teacher who came and um, sort of was working at my school at the time that I was 13 years old. Now, you can imagine at 13, hormones are happening. I'm a teenager and things are happening. And this young Aussie teacher comes to our school and she was a maths teacher. So what then happened to me is I actually stopped being rebellious and really started concentrating on school because I wanted to impress her so much that it actually made me um, really good at school. And I was handing in my maths homework and things like that. I was putting up my hand and a well-behaved student. And when she was leaving in true Aussie fashion, she said, hey, if ever, ever any of you kids are in Melbourne, um, you know, just say hi or come around and we can have a couple. So that now became the anchor of what I wanted to do. Look at this lady. She's young. She's traveling the world, doing what she loves and teaching other people, you know, and I, I wanted to be that. I wanted to travel the world and do stuff that I wanted to do. And that now became the thing that changed the course of my life. Yeah, Had she not is... crossed my path, I kid you not, yeah. I'll probably be sitting in Africa somewhere yodeling in a village with a bone sticking through my nose and sitting on a zebra or, or whatever it could have been in Africa. So you never know what story or at what path or time you come across someone so much that you change the course of their life and they can then use that as a way to shape their own destiny. Okay. Yeah. And if yeah. you just so happen to have a way that they can pay you for that, which is maybe in the form of your products or things of that nature, then everybody wins. It's called reciprocity. People would always want to say thank you to people that have shown them the path or the way or shortened the learning curve for them. And if you show up as a bookkeeper and you don't tell people of the tragedies of how they can 
um, you know, eliminate maybe tax or be compliant with the ATO. And then you save them a lot of heartache. You save them a lot of time, a lot of learning curve. Don't you think they would thank you with maybe their loyalty or their subscription to you? Just predicated on you giving your own story. But if you just come in and tell me, oh, the ATO has raised um, the interest rates. I don't know if they're the ones that do the interest rates. And you just talk about stuff that I can hear on Kiss FM on my way back home, then you have not made a huge difference to my life. You have not made a lasting impact. You have not created any reason for me to be attached to what you're creating. Yes, and I think um, what you shared about your story is exactly what I'm talking about. And if you are listening and if your story has got a lot of adversity, and my story has a lot of adversity as well as a lot of great things in it. And I've listened to Howard Tinkers has a lot of adversity and other um, really great business buddies of mine. And sometimes it can be challenging to sit down and I know when I did it, I didn't want to do it. And I said, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I'm just not going to. It's not important. I don't care. I pack that stuff away in a box and I don't want to look at it again. But there is gold, you know, there is diamonds in the coal as well. And the thing is that we discover is that the adversity generally is some of the biggest parts of how we got to where we have got to, why we're so passionate about helping who we help, because obviously we're all here to service problem or maybe not obviously, but we're all in the problem solving game. Your unique personal story as Prosper started to share his, and you might think, what's that got to do with business? It has got everything to do with business because people are buying you. As Prosper said, there's the personal brand, there's the business brand, but we're not working with a robot. We are buying you. And my father has a saying, he grew, I helped him grow his business from 10 to 100 million on his last venture. Um, and he's an extraordinary man. And he used to say, he's very accountable. The fish stinks from the head, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, um, any, at any good organization, I tell you what, there's someone at the, at the helm of that ship that's got a really great moral compass, set of values, the ability to listen, those kind of things. And uh, when we see businesses struggle, what happens is as a consumer, we see big business struggle at the front end, right, when we deal with the salesperson, but it all comes from the top. And that part of that, so when we say, when my father would say the fish stinks from the head, the thing I would think is, well, he's saying, I'm accountable. Everything's my fault. If the cleaner makes a mistake, it's my fault, right? But at the same time, every customer that gets success, every person that enjoys the experience, every problem that is solved is also something that that person at the top gets to say, well, I'm driving the ship. I'm taking us all to the destination. And so your personal brand story, your story that you will never share the entirety of, um, when you write it, just keep in mind it's about how you ended up where you are so you don't go too far down a rabbit hole. But if, you, if you're thinking when you listen to Prosper, how is this relevant? That's how it's relevant. It's, it's really the, it's the beginning of, of everything, you know, and it's a great way to take a, a break from the nuts and bolts of what you're doing and sit down and have a coffee or go to the beach or go to your happy place and write that story because there's a massive value in it for your business. Absolutely. See, now what I do really revolves around me being a role model. So I want to show people possibility. Oh. I want to show people what they can be, do and have. You don't necessarily have to start with 
from anywhere. You can literally up and leave and create a life that's profitable and enjoyable. So that now revolves around all the work that I do, you know, like how I help people start a business that's profitable and enjoyable is because I want them to see that it is possible and to show them that where you are is not what your destiny is supposed to be. I was lifted from a kid that would have been just playing football and that would have been my life. Now I'm mingling with, you know, experts like yourself and, you know, things are happening within my life. So that in and of itself. I think hopefully everyone could see then this this phrase role model, right? Prosper had this life-changing role model and it's driven him to be a role model. So please write your story. <laughs> so, now, um, so now if that has resonated with you, um, I want to make sure that we give you a way to take action. So uh, Prosper, if anybody wants to take the conversation further, so Prosper, how, Prosper works in the digital marketing space. Okay, so think lead gen because we develop our brand so that we can talk to our audience in their language so that they can tell us about their problem and we can solve it. So ultimately, this is about digital marketing lead gen um, and all things in between. If somebody wants to take the conversation further or learn more about you, how would they do that, Prosper? You see, I've worked in the last 10 years to become a um, SEO and visibility expert where I generate and help people with awareness, demand, growth, brand recognition, and also brand uh, building. So I pretty much work with coaches and consultants. And if somebody has really figured, you know, or something has resonated with them, um, you could always start off by going to our website, which is www.livelongdigital.com.au. Now, if you don't want to forget it, just remember, live long and prosper. All right. And once you're on there, there are resources that you can download. I've got a resource on personal branding. I've got a resource on SEO, but I think the one that would actually work is a resource on personal branding. Um, based on the fact that we're talking about a personal brand. So if you go on livelongdigital.com.au, look for the resources tab, and then you can download for yourself how do you, you can create your own unique personal brand. Or if you just go on there, start chatting to one of our team, uh, somebody will definitely uh, respond to you and show you the direction of where you want to go. Okay, great. And all of this will be in the show notes as always. So we'll have that for you. So thank you so much for coming on today, Prosper. It's been insightful and delightful. I appreciate you. Well, this platform is yours and, you know, it takes two to tango. So half of the time, people don't quite realize that there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. So on behalf of everybody else that's going to be listening to this podcast or getting any insights from it, I'd like to thank you for creating such a body of work that people are going to be uh, creating a business that's profitable and enjoyable. Humble. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on this episode or how to work with me, check out the show notes. If you'd like to know how I can help you do better in business, you know where to find me, betterinbusiness.global. See you in the next episode.